Welcome to this latest edition of the DIY Passion Podcast. How's it going, Dan? It's going all right. How are you doing, Erin? I'm okay. I'm excited. Well, hmm, excited. Today we're going to talk about the birds and the bees. Are we? Well, okay, not exactly the birds and the bees. I, that's really not our place. We're, no. But we are talking lady. We are talking man. We are talking the differences between the lady and the man. <laughs> You're making this sound a lot different than we intended it to sound. But what we are, we're getting at is that DIYs and gender, because I think we're one of the only blogging couples that we know, like in our little circle, yeah. in the sense that we kind of share the blogging and the DIYing 50-50. So... Over the course of the past however many months, we've developed sort of, I guess it was a latent sense of, of gender stereotypes. Sure. I think just in our own experiences, uh, working on the house and shopping for what we need and writing about what we're doing, I think we've kind of noticed that these stereotypes exist. Yeah. And maybe we're kind of getting a better sense of of uh, how we might fit into those. So when we're talking about specifically, I mean, there's that whole Tim the Toolman Taylor thing, right? I think it right. came out of that. When was that show even on Home Improvement? That was like the early 90s, yeah, it was right? Early to mid 90s. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that was the whole like the men like the rah, 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 like out in the tool shed thing. And I think that that, that stereotype has existed for a really long time. But then enter this century and you end up with like chicks like me and I can call myself chick because I have no issue with that word but uh, you know and then you have websites people like pretty handy girl and you have you know sawdust girl and all and women who are asserting their rah, 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 like Tim the tool man um and all of a sudden it breaks down some of those barriers but I I think that that may be only in certain circles yeah you might only be seeing that in the blogosphere and maybe on some of those those, uh, you know, home and garden network television shows. Yeah. Um, the reality, I think, when you go out into the real world or the world outside of, you know, what we're putting out there online, for example, yeah. things might be a little different. Well, and I know for, for some of those big bloggers, those women who do have very building-specific sites that they have at times posted about receiving some pretty hateful comments about, exactly. about, you know, you should be in the kitchen cooking or you should be, you know, basically, you know, I, I wouldn't say barefoot and pregnant. It wouldn't go that far. But some things that were some pretty hateful and pejorative things have been said to them just because they are women who understand how to use power tools. And um, it bothers me as a woman in, in this century. Uh, and I have definitely, I mean, I've come home from solo trips to the hardware store and regaled you with some of the things uh -huh. that, that I've endured. Um, and I kind of shrug it off a little bit as a joke, but I, 
at some level, I don't want it to be a joke anymore. I, I want to be taken seriously when I go into a hardware store to purchase whatever it may be. So, I mean, what kinds of stories? Our, our listeners might not know. What are some of the things that you've encountered out there? Well, there was one example where we were really starting to build up our tool arsenal, right? We were yeah. we wanted to really invest. And I remember this was when I was back working in news and I was working the night shift. So you were already at work, but I was at home trolling the internet for, for sales. And I found that there was this wicked good deal on a combo pack of power tools. And I thought, perfect. It was Friday. I'll swing by the hardware store on my way to work. Um, I'll pick this up and then we'll have these two great tools to tackle weekend projects. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. I was so excited, but of course I was dressed for work. Sure. So into the hardware store I walked and it's just little things. Like I knew exactly what I wanted and I knew exactly where it was and I knew why I wanted it. It was, we were purchasing a reciprocating saw and I believe an impact driver. I can't exactly remember. Um, and it was the, well, can I help you with that little lady? And are you sure that that's not too powerful for you? And does your husband know that you're buying this? And I just looked at them and said, well, Yes, my husband knows that I'm buying it, but at the end of the day, you know, this is a tool for me. Um, and it doesn't really matter that I know that you're buying it, really. Right. If you're well, that's the thing, right? <laughs> and and it's the whole little lady thing. I'm thinking, you know, I'm 32 years old. I appreciate that you're calling me little lady, but would you call me that in any other circumstance? I don't know. Yeah, no, I think that was born of the hardware store. Uh, stereotypical roles that the salesperson and you were maybe falling into. Yeah. Uh, or certainly they were. Um, and, you know, it, it's probably something that, and, and I don't want to jump in right here, but even for myself when I go to the hardware store, um, if you are not playing a certain role, I think the sales folk, they, they sometimes pick up on that as well and, and might even treat me a bit differently from how they would otherwise. Yeah, like if you go to the hardware store on your way home from work and you're dressed in your business attire versus when we go together, admittedly, early on a Saturday morning yeah, and we pick my... up our Tim Hortons and we're wearing ripped jeans covered in paint, we, we look like we belong there. Yeah. Um, so I guess really the crux of this is not so much a birds and the bees or men are from Mars or whatever that phrase is, but is what does a DIYer look like? I mean, can you, can you pigeonhole a DIYer? Can you walk into a room and be like, that person is a DIYer and they're fully capable? I don't think so. Well, DIYer is kind of new. You're, you, we don't say you're a handyman. Certainly that's a kind yeah, of dated term now, right? Yeah, yeah. Handy person. That just kind of sounds crummy. So is a DIYer now just the, the new version of that? Is it the 21st century of someone, man or woman, who uh, wants to take an active role in, in fixing up and, and using hands and using their tools to, to create the pieces that they want? It's funny you bring up handyman because sometimes I find people use that in a bit of a a way to say, oh, is he a home handyman? Like it sounds almost like, oh, he's someone who tries to do something but does it wrong every time. Whereas I think this new generation of DIYers are really invested in learning to do things properly and do things correctly and do things for the long term. Yes. Regardless of whether they're a man or a woman. Right. 
not like uh, the past homeowner who happened to have subscribed to Handyman magazine, (laughs) who was perhaps the embodiment of that less than handyman. Yes, the Tim the Toolman handyman. Yes. Yes, who just always kind of squished everything in to to make it fit rather than, yes. One by three crown molding. So are we ever going to answer this question? Like, are we... I think we have answered the question that, yes, there is a gender stereotype. Sure. Because I think, could we reasonably flip that around and say that you experience the same level of dismay when you walk into, say, a fabric store or into a crafting store? I don't know. I mean, I think sometimes I'll get like a, a wink and a smile from one of the staff there in that kind of store who are typically women. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and it might be a, a crack about, you know, you're looking for your wife or something like that. But generally... Uh, if I have a question and I'm looking to pick up something, and admittedly, it is usually something that you're looking for. If I'm in there, I'm there mm-hmm. to, to mm-hmm. pick up something that you'll need. But I, I think overall, I'm, I'm treated fairly respectfully and, and beyond that occasional crack. Um, I don't know that it necessarily exists for me to the same extent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just another luxury of being male. I don't know. I, I don't know. All I'm going to say is please don't call me little lady because eventually yeah. one day I'm just going to turn around and say something rude that I will regret. But I appreciate good service. I just want to be, you know, sure. when I'm in the power tool department, it's because I want to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you know what? Let's just leave it there. I thought we should just bring that up because I would love to hear what other people have to say about this. Have you also experienced similar kind of little lady in the power tool department um, happening? If, if you're a guy and you don't look the part necessarily, have you experienced maybe yeah. some eye rolling when you go to the hardware store? Yeah. If you're not decked out in your plaids and your overalls. Or what do you think a DIYer looks like? Is that even a fair question? So you can. there's tons of ways that you can interact with us on this. You can leave us a comment on Facebook, leave us a comment on the blog post, drop us an email, diypassionblog at gmail.com. We're just curious to start this conversation and see if we're compl- if I'm completely out to lunch in thinking that this is happening. I don't think you are, but let's see. Okay. Um, but you want to take the lead on the next segment here. Yeah. Speaking of gender stereotypes, now that we're going to talk about tools, I'm going to hand things over to my husband, which is unintentional, but nevertheless... Um, we're going to talk about some of the tools that we have and how we built up that tool cupboard to be kind of, it, it's a pretty awesome tool cupboard. Yeah. Okay. All, all right. right. Take a break. We'll be right back. You can find us online by visiting www.diypassion.com or drop us an email at diypassionblog at gmail.com. All of the information about this episode is in the show notes on our blog, which you can find by visiting the podcast tab. And welcome back, Aaron. I'm here today to talk to you, to talk to everyone about tools. Mm-hmm. Now, we hinted in the first kind of segment about uh, some of our own experiences buying tools, but I want to get away from the whole gender discussion and actually just focus on um, what are some of the the things that we've learned in kind of building our DIYer collection of tools. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you a question before we okay. get going. Okay. And, and it's nothing crazy here, but think back to when you were young, uh, out on your own for the first time, and, and maybe in your first apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, what were some of the tools that you had or that you might have been given to kind of get set up for the first time? What did you have? Um, I definitely had, I remember my boompa, my, my, he's my grandpa on my dad's side, set me up with some 
of his duplicate tools because he was he's quite the tool aficionado and has always had a workshop. So he had lots of duplicates and he Can I just interrupt you there for a second? What? Isn't Boompa the most awesome <laughs> term you could possibly have to describe <laughs> grandfather? Yeah, that's I what we call that. him. We call him Boompa. Anyway, Boompa in his workshop set me up with the tool uh, toolbox. I still have to this day. It was a little red one. So it had in it what? I had a basic hammer. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a really good um, multi-bit screwdriver, just a manual screwdriver. Yeah. Um, what else would have been in there? You know what? Honest to goodness, probably not much more than that. It was never a screwdriver. It was it was really really basic. Yeah. Um. So, and then I think at some point when I was in grad school at my first apartment that was really far away from home. I drove myself. No, you know what I did? I took a taxi to Home Depot and I bought my first ever cordless drill. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So I was in my early 20s. Yeah. Yeah. And you were just really starting to kind of figure out what you'd actually need to yeah. do the kinds I of things. I thought I need to hang a shelf. What am I going to do? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Put a picture up. I'm going to need to put a nail on the wall. Yeah. I need, need this hammer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was the same for me too. I was thinking back. When I was kind of thinking about this post, and I was thinking, okay, well, I had a hammer, I had a handsaw, I had a screwdriver, and I think that was it. Mm-hmm. It was really just this kind of real basic stuff. And when you got down to it, when you, when at least when I started to get interested in kind of um, fixing stuff up or, or trying to build some stuff um, for my own before I even met you, um, there's not a heck of a lot that you can do. At the end of the day, with, with just, just a those hammer things. and a screwdriver. Yeah, no, no, no. It's like you're not building yourself an end table with just a hammer and you're, a handsaw. You're barely doing what you need with a with a handsaw. I didn't even have a handsaw. Yeah. I, you know, I had maybe a butter knife. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> it was like not happening. But I mean, those were the essentials. When you start yeah. off, you know, you got a hammer, you got a saw, uh, maybe you have a pair of pliers and, and some screwdrivers, or if you're lucky enough, one of those multi-bit sets. Yeah. Uh, maybe even a measure tape if you're getting a little more adventurous there. And I mean, everybody needs these. But my question is, if you're going to want to be a DIYer, yeah. is that ever going to be enough? No, it's not. And I should say before we get any further into this, because I can see your show notes and where we're going to go with this, is that in the show notes for this um, podcast, we're going to put a full list of all of these items, sort of the the primaries and the secondaries and then the nice-to-haves or whatever. Uh, We're going to put a full list of the tools that we like to have, so you can find that at DIYpassion.com under the podcast tab. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'm really happy you mentioned Drill, that you went out, you took that taxi to Home Depot and got yourself a drill because that actually leads nicely into what I think uh, is what I want to talk next and that is what are those lifesavers that you might not have when you first start out that um, for reasons beyond you might even realize at the time um, that are absolutely essential for when you want to start doing stuff yeah and the drill is amazing the drill (laughs) is amazing like I'm thinking back to when I didn't have the drill and I'm just even trying to put a, a, a friggin' screw in the wall yeah. and I'm like trying to get it in the stud and I'm just like sweating bullets because I'm trying to turn this, this god awful screw and put all my weight into it and get it in the wall. And it's just, the drill just makes life so much easier. It is a lifesaver yeah. for hanging shelving, for hanging drywall. If you want to do anything around the house, put a new bit of drywall repair, you want to put a new sheet up drills there you know these, these real common sense needs but even beyond the common sense stuff there's little tricks that you can use a drill for 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 example we had 
Um, I can't remember what it was. Oh, yes. It was this very table that we are seated at now. There used to be two leaves attached, yeah. you recall. Yeah. And there was one devil of a screw that was affixed in there that we couldn't get out. Remember? Yes, I do. So, little tip. Some of you may be aware, but if you're not, if you ever are trying to get a screw out and it's stripped, and it's just the drill's turning, it's not coming out, and do not give up. Do not give up. <laughs> I thought you were going to say do not curse. Well, <laughs> you can curse. Curse away. Believe me, we were. <laughs> but, and I didn't realize this. It took me a long time to learn that this was this easy. Uh, take your screwdriver bit out, put in an actual drill bit for drilling and boring a hole, that's smaller than the uh, stripped hole in your screw and ah, drill into it perfect. as though you're digging a hole. It might take a bit of time. You don't have to put a heck of a lot of pressure, but that'll get your, your screw out of there. The other thing that we do with a drill, and this is like, this was one of those moments where I was like, oh my God, how many years of my life did I waste putting together Ikea with an Allen key uh, when you can get an Allen key drill bit? And stick it in your drill and use that to put together all of that prefab furniture that you buy. Um, so definitely add a drill. That's the number one thing. Do we even do we have one of those bits? Yeah, we do somewhere. Oh, wow. We'll talk about tool organization later on because <laughs> right now we're failing in that department. Yeah. But we plan to we plan to get better. Um, so moving on down the list, okay. what are some other essentials? Number two. Yeah. This is one that you convinced me that we needed. Yeah. And I didn't think we did. And what? I'm so glad you did. A nail gun. Oh, it's my favorite. Yes. And we have the Ryobi Air Striker nail gun. So ladies out there, I'm playing this gender thing again. Yeah, I'm no. sorry. Anybody. But here's the thing. Anybody, um, but particularly the ladies, only because we tend to not have as much upper body strength. It's just sure. a, a plain physiological fact. This one by Ryobi is l the lightest one we could find, and it doesn't scare me. In fact, I... I love it. Yeah. Well, it's really, you don't have any hookups. It's it's battery powered. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it's used for finishing nails, brad nails up yeah. to two inches. You're not going to put a roof together with this thing. But for any of the kinds of projects that we've needed it for around the house, it's, even just when you need a temporary clamp on something that you're gluing and you don't mind a small, uh, almost invisible finishing nail in there. Yeah. Uh, or brad nail. It's, that, it's so... Fantastic. And they run about, you're probably going to end up paying between 200 to, I'd say, if you really want the top of the line supersonic one, you're probably looking at double that price, but you can get an entry level one for 200 that will definitely serve your needs. So, I yeah. yeah. I, I think of the two power tools, hand power tools that you could add to your arsenal. Those were, for us, I think, genuinely some of the, the biggest scores that we've had. Yeah. Drill is kind of a no brainer, but. At the nail gun, uh, I think it took us both by surprise how, how awesome fun that was. And and the reason we're saying that those are the two and we're not talking about the saws at all is because saws are great to have and we have at least three now, I think. Yeah. But um, while you're building that arsenal of your tool shed up, know that your big box stores will do the majority of the straight cuts for you when you purchase big sheets of plywood or you purchase any yeah. kind of lumber. If you have your basic measurements, they have those enormous wall saws that they'll cut it for you. Sometimes they'll charge you a small amount, but at the end of the day, if it's just your first kind of project, don't run out and buy a saw, buy the nail gun, buy the drill, and then get them to do the cuts for you. Funny you should mention saws though, because I was going to lead us down that. Yeah, that I knew. Yeah, I knew. Path. Yeah. I mean, there are, there are other nice little hand tools that you can get, but I think we're talking power tools here. So uh, we have a couple different saws, actually. We have a circular saw. Yeah. We have a jigsaw. Yeah. 
We have a table saw. I really like the jigsaw. The circular saw, I could take it or leave it, to be honest, just because that one still, I get its purpose, but the the two I think I would put in number one and two would be the jigsaw and the table saw. Yeah, and I think with the table saw, I mean, we're getting in from essentials and maybe moving towards the more, more nice-to-haves because nice to yeah. it, it, it takes up a lot of space for one. But the jigsaw, for example, is great for things like if you want to do scroll work, for example, if you're more of a crafter, buy the jigsaw because you're going to get great use out of it. It's a small, once again, it's very lightweight. You can cut outlets out of beadboard. You can easily cut drywall with it. It's a great all-purpose saw, probably your first entry-level saw. Saws, circular saw, maybe not so much. Jigsaw, if you're getting into crafts, if you're getting to some basic projects, it's going to be a lifesaver. I really do love the table saw. It was a Christmas gift, and it's been huge for me. I was able to build something, uh, so many different kinds of things that I hadn't been able to before with just the handsaw. So I really did appreciate that. Um, and really, I mean, we could go on. Yes, we could. There, there are so many And maybe tools. we'll do part two later on about sort of maintaining the tool cupboard and reassessing it. But I think, can we just do a quick recap? So your basics are 100%. You need a multi-bit screwdriver. You need a good hammer. You need a level and a measuring tape, hands down. Pair of pliers. Uh, yeah, then you would add a pliers and a wrench and definitely a drill. Yes. Then if you're going to move on, we would suggest moving to a nail gun. Yeah. And from there, perhaps investing in a jigsaw and then moving on up to a table saw or a circular saw. Yeah. And we'll list some others as well in the show notes. So take a look at those. Um, some other really cool tools that we've used throughout the years. I guess to answer the question I started with, you know, are these tools ever going to be enough? I think you can ask yourself that question no matter what kind of DIYer you are or what kind of handy person you are. There's there's never going to be enough. No. Actually, our good friend Bill used to say, a new project means new tool. Ooh, I like it. Yes, I do too. Uh, except don't fall for that gimmick and buy girl tools if you're a girl. They're just overpriced and they're exactly the same thing. It was a pink screwdriver and it was for women and it had it had soft grips because your poor hands couldn't handle oh, turning. Oh dear. Wear yeah. gloves, ladies. I just wear gloves. That's that's <laughs> how you get around that. Okay, well, cool show. Um, make sure that you follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash DIY Passion. Find us online, DIYPassion.com. And, of course, we would love a five-star rating on iTunes. iTunes. Uh, that's it. Thanks for listening, folks. Uh, tune in again. we got some more exciting shows coming your way. Absolutely. For now, have a good day, a good evening, a good night. I'm Erin. I'm Dan. Take care. (laughs) Thanks for listening. For more information about advertising, sponsoring, or being a guest on the DIY Passion Podcast, please email us at DIYPassionBlog at gmail.com.